1: Money, mind, right. This segment of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am so glad you stopped by. I am your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I am flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we will help you. Get your money mind right on today's show without running over De Niro, the prosperity poochie, <laughs> uh, by having some really great things. So, we got a great moolah award of the day, and I'm so excited because it's a long time coming. But, one of my favorite, treasured interviews from Freedom Fest about this whole discrimination of wealthy people is going to be typified here by this interview. I'm so excited to bring you from Lee Schooland. Uh, She was, uh, we hear so much in the news today about the 1% and how that the 1% owe everybody else and that we need to tax the rich and the rich can afford it. And at some point, this slippery slope that we're on politically if we continue along this trip towards communism or socialism or whatever you want to call it we 're going to see some negative ramifications and today 's interview is going to give you an insight to the what happens to people when communism takes over and Lee schoolin is a survivor of communism, and she escaped communist China, but not until she endured some serious indignities. And so we're going to share that interview with uh, Lee Skulin today from Freedom Fest. I'm I'm really excited to bring this to you because I don't think we, re- we truly understand what we're doing here politically when we start regulating behavior and legislating uh, people out of their their profits. You can't do that um, because, you know, like an Atlas Shrugged, they went on strike. But if you think that your life is going to be better, think again, because wait till you hear her interview and what happened to her right, as part right. of the 1% in China. Uh, so we also have a really great moolah word of the day. And our moolah word, are you ready? Oh, wait a minute. We forgot the key.
0: We forgot the key. Oh, my God. But it gave me time to find out what it is. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Knowledge
0: is power. Not knowing is powerful.
1: Yay. So we are in our fourth key in our Keys to Riches financial wellness series. And in this financial philosophy, our fourth key helps us to identify what we do know. We're going to do a little knowledge checklist in this week's key. Uh, What we do know about money and find out what we should know and how to fill in those gaps in the most efficient and effective way possible. So we can both enjoy today and reap the benefits of our future and create security in that future for ourselves. This knowledge checklist. Uh, We will also learn the five areas of concern in our three, five financial uh, uh, strategy, which are, we ask ourselves three questions and answer them. And then we address five areas of concern. And so in this knowledge checklist, we address those five areas of concern about what you need to know when it comes to managing money effectively. And once you're aware of it, then you can take some action to correct it. Um, So that's why this is such a powerful key. So I like it. But- What you don't know, for those of you who haven't tuned in for a while, or if you're tuning in for the first time, is the Keys to Riches has gotten so popular, it's become its very own show. I'm so excited to share that with you. And so you can find the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio at keystoriches.com. You can also check out those shows here. But if you go to keystoriches.com, you can sign up for our free video series and learn the Keys to Riches financial philosophy for yourself, as well as listen to all of the other past shows, get all of the resources that we talk about when it comes to strategies and making money. It's all available for you there at the website, keystoriches.com. So to check out this week's key and learn about the 3-5 financial strategy and the five areas of concern you need to be addressing in order to manage your money more effectively. Right?
0: Sounds, sounds good.
1: Absolutely. So, um, well, let me ask you this before we switch gears here. So had... You ever thought about the five areas of concern in those terms before you learned it, before we started doing it on the show?
0: Uh, no, not, not, in a, not in a real specific way. You know, it's just sort of, it's innate. It's an innate sort of instinctive thing after a while when you get to be old.
1: Right. It should be. But, you know, I've, I've managed and, you know, I just started talking to a new financial coaching client that um, is between our ages, mine and yours. Mm -hmm. And they actually have neglected two of the five areas of concern completely. Which one? Didn't even consider it protections. And the um, final key asset preservation. Wow.
0: I mean, that's, Those are pretty important parts. Mm -hmm. I mean, protections is insurance, correct?
1: Right. It's insuring for your success. And it's renting millionaire status until you have it, until you can self-insure. And you've got to have that. And they just totally missed the boat on protections. I
0: mean, I was insuring myself when I was in my 20s.
1: Well, but you're super sharp. That's why you're the maestro of moolah. Yeah, but I mean, I... Because you conduct your financial affairs well. I
0: guess. I had a couple kids, so I just that would be the... These people it, have kids, too. I'm do. surprised.
1: Huh, interesting. Yeah, they, they just missed a few categories. And that's okay because yeah. you know why? Because they have the Keys to Riches financial philosophy now. Yeah. So if you want to make sure that you're filling in all of your gaps, be sure to tune in to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio at keystoriches.com. Yay. Uh, so um, how about we move on to our moolah word? Moolah word
0: well, is a good thing to do.
1: Uh, So it's an interesting term. It is surety bond or some people pronounce it surety bond but there is no h in it
0: never heard of it
1: a surety bond it is a bond issued by an entity on behalf of a second party guaranteeing that the second party will fulfill an obligation or series of obligations to the third party in the event that the obligations are not met the third party will recover its losses via the bond Okay, a fee that is charged when a person loses a physical security issued to him or her has to have a duplicate issued. So, for example, I am a notary public. Okay. So, I can witness people signing documents. Mm-hmm. And to fixed my little state seal. I had to go through these classes. It's nice and, to
0: know you are one when I need one.
1: Yes, if you ever need a notary public, yeah. I'd be happy to authorize something. Uh, and uh, so... In order for me to do that, one of the state requirements is that I carry a $5,000 bond. So in case there's an error or a mistake and Uh somebody is aggrieved based on my notarization of a particular document, then the surety bond covers the damages. I got you. So, but if you present me ID... And well, for you, I know you, or at least I think I know you. (laughs) It turns out you're some covert spy (laughs) that I read about in one of my novels. But if I know you, Mm. like, and I, and I see your identification and you present me ID and your ID looks valid and the signature matches, then I did my job. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all a notary public is, is supposed to do is to witness somebody agreeing to something. That's, that's, it's, it's that simple. It's that simple. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I I had it so I could notarize documents for, on behalf of my real estate agents or other people.
0: What do you have to do to get to
1: be one you have to take some class here in the state of Arizona you have to take hmm. a class submit fingerprints not be a criminal things really? like that okay stuff stuff I got down <laughs> <laughs> stuff I was totally cool with yeah. so I'm like oh I could do this uh, but it's it's quite a help because I mean you know uh, ha- what happens when you you know like let's say you're gonna go sell a car and it's the weekend and and your bank's not open and you need to sign over a title it has to be notarized yeah yeah mm-hmm. what do you do yeah. Well, have notary will travel. Yeah,
0: there you go. Do you, char- do
1: you charge? Uh, so it's really interesting. So you cannot charge for the actual public service of being a notary, but you can charge a fee for traveling or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. For you, you'll pay double. <laughs> yeah. Because you'll probably make me sign something I don't want to sign, <laughs> it'll be trouble. <laughs> But anyway, so that's what uh, our moolah word of the day is a surety bond. So, you know, like another example is like if you have to post a bail bond, that's a type of surety bond okay. because, you know, you post that, you buy the bond. And if somebody defaults, then that's how people collect. So it's kind of, you know, uh, th- what you're doing is you're insuring a third party mm-hmm. against damages. And, and if there are damages, they use the bond to recover those damages. yeah. yeah. So, And that's, that's all I know. That's the extent of my legal knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm not an attorney, but sometimes I play one on TV <laughs> in my own mind. <laughs> I'm an attorney on YouTube.
0: <laughs> I re- the first time I remember hearing, the, hearing that word notary was on the, the, the Jackie Gleason show back in the 50s, the Honeymooners. And, of course, Jackie Gleason got everything wrong, and he called it a notary republic.
1: A notary Republic. That's funny. <laughs> well, like, you know, sometimes attorneys like in another, in, 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 in Mexico, they're, they they're, they're like abogado or, you know, they call them notarios. Mm-hmm. Notarios. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a notary kind of thing, mm-hmm. sort of, but, um, it has to do with their legal stuff. At least that's the way it was explained to me from somebody who spoke Spanish. Yeah. So well. anyway, um, So we have an amazing guest. So it's been a while since I featured one of our Freedom Fest interviews. But this was a really, really important one. Uh, And and I wanted to make sure that we got this aired, especially because, you know, we're seeing a lot of mud slung here at the end coming toward the election. And some of us uh, are kind of mortified by the behaviors of of both candidates.
0: Both, Both parties, yeah.
1: But we have to remember that we're not just electing a person, we're electing an ideal. And, and while the president does have a lot of powers and they are the leader of the free world, Congress can backstop stupid decisions, you know? I mean, I think about, um, you know, how powerful a president can be. It's limited, you know, you got to think separate but equal, right? So we got to remember that. But when it comes into terms of of freedom, okay, uh, we cannot have financial freedom, unless we have personal and political freedom. And this interview illustrates what happens when your personal and political freedoms are removed. And and it's under the auspices of serving the greater good or the underprivileged. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to be careful. It's a slippery slope. And I just want to kind of caution folks to, to listen to this story because they have this ideal in their head of what communism or socialism is like and we're sliding so far and you know it's like no you would never let somebody deliberately knock you off track but you can be nudged in the wrong direction and uh um, and that's with any kind of legislation but when we start trying to regulate behavior and then regulate people's earnings and then saying who can have money and who's deserving of money without earning it and all that stuff it becomes a slippery slope yeah Today's interview is brought to you by uh, KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners by visiting our website at UnlockYourWealthRadio.com forward slash KeepMyID and start protecting your family's financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAX. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Li Schooland is our guest. Uh, her name, her official Chinese name is Zhao Li, but in, in English she's Li Schooland. And she's an American educator. She was born in Tianjin, a family of intellectuals. So the Zhao family were intellectuals back. Um, in communist China. In 1984, uh, she went to study in the United States and she won the literature and two master's degrees in business management. She has nearly 30 years of teaching experience. China, uh, she was educated in China and the United States and she has taught in primary, secondary, and university levels of education. She worked in Sun Yat-sen's alma mater and worked as Barack Obama's alma mater as an educator. She has taught in English, Japanese, world history, and Asian history. Uh, she is currently a middle school, uh, Chinese middle school teacher in Hawaii. Uh, since 1985, uh, She has hosted dozens of participations um, and events and a variety of summer camps in many countries around the world. Um, She has had so much experience um, in facilitating education. And in 2013, um, she hosted the big summer camp that she does in both Slovakia, Romania, China, Tianjin, and Shenyang. And so she's got just this amazing repertoire. Um, Her passion is for education. And the story that she's going to share with us today is about what it was like being part of the one percenters. So that was the intellectual elite, the financial elite. Um, the athletically elite. So all of these people were kind of lumped into this 1% group. And she's going to talk about what happened when China went communist and what happened during the takeover and the results of what happened to her and her family and what they did to them and her family's wealth. And it's just Abhorrent to think that this happened to somebody in our lifetimes. Yeah. You know, this isn't that long ago yeah. when, when she's going to tell this tale. You know what I mean? We're just talking like 50 years ago. This is like... <laughs> so, um, she was a girl, but I, I don't want to ruin her telling the story because she just does such a phenomenal job. So, let's take a listen, shall we, to this week's Freedom Fest interview from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, and our interview with... Uh, Mrs. Lee Schoolind. Heather Waggenhall's here, host of Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Unlock Your Wealth TV. And we are broadcasting from Freedom Fest here in Las Vegas, Nevada at the uh, Planet Hollywood Hotel. Casino, and I am the, sitting here visiting with one of our Atlas Society Summer Summit attendees, and this is Lee Skulin, and we were talking about freedom and what freedom mean, means to her, and she's been sharing such an inspiring story and I wanted you to hear her story of why it's so important that we pay attention each and every day to our uh, our values and fight for our rights and not let these crazy people continue to ebb away all of our rights and freedoms because if we are not personally free we're never going to be able to achieve financial freedom so lee welcome to the
2: program thank you heather for inviting
1: me so we talked before and you had just the most amazing story share with us what freedom means to you and why it means so
2: much and tell us your story yes um I am Li. I was born in China in the 1950s. So just, uh, the time, uh, Mao, the leader of Chinese Communist Party started war against capitalists and the 1% of the society. So it just happened. My family, my ancestors are all the entrepreneurs bankers and pioneer in the capitalism movement in China they brought china out of uh, a feudal system and uh, brought china into a modern capitalist uh, society they were uh, making a lot of uh, wealth and value for the uh, for the country of course they they also became rich and famous so um, when the communists took over in 1949, they, uh, they aroused the so-called the 90% of the poor to get even with the uh, 1% of the uh, rich and famous by Uh, confiscating all their properties, all our properties, and uh, strip away our liberty and freedom. And so they thought that that will bring equality to the country. But the reality was um, the end result is everybody became so poor and then become uh, starved. There's three years of starvation in 1960, 61, 62, and 63. So many people died of starvation, even in my family. Uh, my grandfather was called to uh, collect his uh, uh, brother-in-law's body from a prison. And when he got there, he couldn't recognize his brother because he was tortured and starved to death. The crime he uh they put uh on his head was uh, he was the chief engineer for a major mine company that 's the only thing and he spoke english um, so uh, when I was growing up, I saw people died of starvation on the street and they destroyed all the uh properties and uh, and the, uh factories and stores and uh, took land away from us and factories and and uh my great grandmother was uh executed because she was a landowner and um even her tenants was uh protested on that because they said she was the best landowner owner they had. She provided livelihood for them, give them job opportunities. But the communists said no, you're a landowner, you are the enemy of the uh people, so you deserve to die. So our uh Great, uh, parents, my great grandfather, uh, left China because, uh, he was, they were about to put him in prison. Right after he left, all his houses, uh, belonged to my grandfather and my parents and all took, took it away. And they're still there because it's very well built, but they, uh, the communist people are living in there. We have, uh, no say, uh, even though we didn't have a place to live. And they sent, uh, Almost twenty people to into my grandma 's house to live in her house, we have no say because they say oh it 's not fair. you have two bedroom uh, apartment uh, house and you don 't need that many rooms, so they just uh, shuffle other families uh, into her home, and uh, the red guards will march into our house and took away everything they think is not uh, uh, not, uh, we're not supposed to have, for example, my father have more than one pair of shoes. So they piled up the shoes in the yard and then they burned them. They said, Oh, other people have no shoes. How come you have more than one pair of shoes? And then they burn our uh, photos. They say, Oh, you dress so nice in the photos. You're still smiling. How dare you? Other people are starving. And uh, so that's how they, uh, try to eliminate all the people who has wealth, who produce wealth in the society, who, who are uh, the uh, entrepreneurs and the capitalists. So by doing so, they end up with uh, nothing. Everybody, we were, all I remember from growing up was hungry. We we're always hungry. And for more than 10 years, I for two years I didn't even have shoes to wear and um, so that's what um, I have to fight for freedom because freedom means so much to me and it's a life and death situation freedom is not automatically always there if we don't fight to get it or we have to fight for preserve it in this country people i think they're too comfortable they didn't they take freedom for granted so that's why i want to tell people no you have to fight to preserve it because uh, some leader on the top in the, in our government are taking people t- taking this country away from freedom liberty and prosperity
1: Thank you so much for sharing that story. So wh- so when you got to America, what did you think when you were first here after living under those terrible conditions? I mean, people treated you... That you, you guys were segregated, weren't you?
2: Yes. We were labeled black uh, uh, people. They have uh, 10 categories of people, five reds, five blacks. We're fi- uh, among the five blacks. Five blacks are uh, landowners, uh rich people, uh bad people <laughs> and uh right wing people. And uh, so we're about everything because uh my parents are educated, uh college professor and medical doctors and then their their parents were rich and so we're almost uh um, all the five blacks were on our head. So we for example when I was uh little when we went to the uh, train station, there's uh, two gates, one for red, one for black. We have to walk through the black gates. And uh, they put my father in prison, so we're more black than black. And uh, I asked my parents, I, I asked my mother one time, I said, why can't we pretend we're red? And uh, so we don't get the bad treatment because when we walk through the black uh, entrance, they can kick us and threw the things rubbish on us and spit on us. I said, why we have to do this? And uh, my mom said, well, they they know if they, because our gestures, our manners are different. And uh, when they realize we're cheating, they will beat you to death or put you in prison. So we don't even dare to pretend we're red. And when I came to this country as a graduate student, I thought, I." came to the land of free, I enjoyed my freedom, especially the respect. People treat me as a person. Uh, when I was growing up, our, we were labeled uh, the uh, offspring of dogs. That's wow. what we're called. Yeah, in Chinese, it's the uh, offspring of dogs. We're not human. We're not tr- we were not treated as human. And so I was uh, treated as a human being, uh, an individual, and respected. I was surprised. And nobody looked down at me, no matter what kind of job I do for to support myself, uh, go through graduate school. And uh, I just have dignity. But after a while, I, my, after my English got better, I got to um, get uh, Pay attention to the politics and the news. I said to my husband, I said, what is going on? This country is going to the wrong direction. It scared me because I don't want anybody have to live through the horrible life I lived through. So I said, I have to say something. I, I, I went to, um, radio station. I write to a letter to the editor. I go to rallies and it's start talking. I, I uh, started uh, participating in political uh, campaigns because I said, I have to say something. People are not, know, uh, they don't know where they're going. I argue with the big union leaders about they want to nationalize hospitals, schools, and banks, and, uh, and they thought well, it would be a good idea. So I have to tell them from my personal experience, it's not a good idea. When government knows mm-hmm. everything, you have nothing. You thought you were going to be worry-free and provided. No, you you end up with nothing. Nobody end up with anything but the few government officials. They live a lifestyle they want to and everybody else is starving. And
1: that's uh, such a travesty because they're just the moochers and the second-handers. They didn't create that wealth. They just took it by force. And I think that that's just so devastating and i think that that's what people don't realize they think that they're going to be able to have their cake and eat it too by enforcing all of these socialist policies upon us but what happens you know these people that want this so bad when they start coming to them for stuff yeah and start taking their stuff away they're they're going to be like well wait a minute i only meant to take away the rich people's stuff not our stuff
2: yeah exactly uh when uh the socialist uh, speaker here said we should tax the rich 85%. Why the rich people have any reason, incentive to, to work hard and create, uh, produce more exactly. if you're just taking away from them? And uh, also, the funny thing you mentioned, they took our house because our house was so well built, and they live in there. They want to live well. Yes. They didn't say, okay, it's a virtuous to be poor, then why don't you just live in the mudshed? Why, mud yeah, why are you poor? Right.
1: Yeah. Reminds me of Hillary Clinton saying, well, um, why don't, um, uh, uh, nobody else can have guns, but my security people can have guns. Yeah. Well, thank you again for circling back and making Freedom Fest and the Atlas Society Summer Summit so special for me. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And that's it for our special interview with Lee Schooland for the Maestro of Moolah, Michael Terry and Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today.
0: UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.